Hello, it's Michael Connert. I am the founder and CEO of Vizla Silver Corp. Uh, Vizla is progressing a district scale discovery in Sinaloa, Mexico. Uh, we're, we're Mexico's most aggressive exploration company. Uh, 13 rigs turning on the property right now, making new discoveries, expanding our maiden resource. Uh, the company is very well financed with $38 million in the bank. And um, we're very excited about what we have here at the project. Michael, great to see you. Um, I think last time we saw you was back in October. You, you did a sort of technical session with, with, with our geo. Um, I'll put a link to that below, help people understand the way that you're approaching um, this ore body and what you're looking to build out. So that's great. Um, you're on a roadshow at the moment over in Europe. Uh, what, what are you talking to people about? Yeah, absolutely. It's just been a three-week roadshow here. I know my oh, wife and kids are, are excited to see me tomorrow when I go home. Um, but, um, you know, we, we couldn't miss this opportunity to talk about the maiden resource, you know, it's um, in all categories uh, measured and, and, and uh, indicated and inferred uh, over 106 million ounces of silver equivalent. Um, that was done in 18 months of drilling from discovery to, uh, to resource. So really an incredible uh, outcome from our technical team of the project. And so what we've been telling people and talking to people about here is, so, you know, the, the maiden resource is great, but how are we growing? And you know, the answer to that is, um, you know, each of the 13 wireframes in the resource were open for expansion. Uh, the company has now moved from 10 rigs to 13 rigs. We're drilling at the Napoleon vein. We're drilling at the Tejitos vein. We made two discoveries, um, new discoveries uh, in that area, in the resource area on both Napoleon and Tejitos. So growth is, is huge here, uh, 120,000 meters planned for the year. And that's fully funded drilling. Right. Okay. Thirty-eight million in the bank, fully funded drilling, thirteen rigs. Uh, I mean, what do you say? We're one hundred and twenty thousand uh, meters this this year, off the back of last yeah. year's hundred. Okay. So you're you're drilling this thing like Swiss cheese. Um, to to what end? Because I'm trying. I'm I'm interested now in in the time frame when you kind of get into production. Because we've seen you get money easily, drill lots of holes. Um, Maiden resource out. You're looking to grow that, but what point do you stop and go? Right, that's enough. Well, it might sound like Swiss cheese, but this is a big block of cheese that hasn't been drilled yet. So, um, you know, the the background there, of course, is that we've consolidated this district for the first time. Um, it hasn't seen systematic exploration. Those resource areas, you know, that carry you know the vast majority of that that large resource that we put out. Um, is only 5% of the overall vein extent of the district. So, you know, we have a lot of discovery drilling to do, but we have a lot of near resource expansion to be done as well, too. So talking about the timeline, uh, this is a question that, that uh, we repeatedly um, had here in the, in the, in the roadshow and these, uh, these, these um, presentations. And, and really, you know, look, we're, we're a company that's focused on creating shareholder value. Uh, we're shareholders ourselves. We've we bought over three hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of stock in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, we want to be in production ourselves. You know, we're we're pushing to that end. But this is a huge district. We're unlocking value. We're creating value by drilling. And it's taken a few steps to get to that production level. But now that we have, um, you know, that maiden resource and uh, several planned expansions of the resource in the coming. Uh, months here and, and uh, well into kind of 2023, you know, we're, we're moving towards that production decision. In order to get there, what we've been doing, uh, you know, behind the scenes is our own internal scoping study, uh, hydrological testing, geotechnical testing, uh, the birds and the bees study, the flora fauna studies, um, you know, and all that is, is, is playing into uh, what we would need to do to permit a decline at Napoleon. Now, an interesting 
um, you know, side side note there is that Napoleon has a very high grade um, high grade sub zone here at Guy and Arrow. So uh, between between indicated and inferred, we have about 15 million ounces grading at 650 gram silver equivalent. So really, you know, incredible high grade zone there that could provide uh, a number of years of um, uh, starter production. Uh, and then ideally would be high margin to pay back CapEx. So we're, um, you know, we're, we're making the plans, we're moving towards production, but, you know, the drill bit has moved this company from a $20, $20 million market cap to a $400 million market cap. I think the drill bit's going to drive value for that next uh, incremental move and multiple. Okay, but you're, you're, you're cognizant that you kind of get that balance right and that well, it depends what your strategy is, I guess. You, you could you could keep drilling and provide an because it's, it's a big district that you've consolidated here, um, and and then start trying to appeal to to majors. But that's a very fresh select game. If the production is the bit that kind of gives you a re-rate, it's the bit that kind of catches the eye in the in the marketplace. So, um, how do you? I know you're going through the processes, but the money is being allocated towards the drill. But at some point, you'd need to finance the kind of production component of the strategy. So yeah. that, that's why I'm interested in the timing and then you know, so how you go about doing that. Well, the second half of this year will be, um, you know, the next resource update here. And I, I, I you know, suspect that we'll have another resource update uh, probably about six months after that. Um, and that could be tied to an economic study, but you've got to remember that this district is, um, is very well infrastructured um, you know, we're, as I mentioned, we're talking about uh, the potential of, uh, you know, understanding what a decline around Napoleon would look like, not only for production, but for exploration as well. But, you know, I've said this before, and I, I wonder if it irks um, some shareholders because it is a little bit uh, unclear. But I think that, you know, people will be surprised by the, the amount of time it takes us um, to get into production because it'll be quicker than expectations. Now we do have, you know, the Alcoco mill. So what do, you, what, do you, what do you mean by that? It'll be quicker than expectations. I mean, to get into production, it's it's difficult. It, it does take time um, and it costs money. So what do you mean it'll be quicker than? Well, we and that's the reason is we we have the production infrastructure, um, you know, in place here. We have high high, high tension power lines. We have roads. Um, you know, we have um, you know, water. Everything that you would need really to uh, to expedite that pathway. And of course, this is a past producing district, and because of that. Um, you know, not only is there the Alcoco mill, but there's other, um, you know, general opportunities to um, you know, expedite that, um, you know, that milling facility as well, too. And I, I can't say too much about that, but, um, you know, because it's a, a mining district, you know, there are pathways to production that um, that are quite positive for us here. Right. Meaning you, you're looking at the options that for with the different options now and what you're going to make an announcement when as part of the second resource upgrade, if it does indeed involve some kind of study. Yeah, you know, I, I think, look, it's it's um, it's a it's a, a number of steps to get to production. Of course, um, having a company who's just um, three or four weeks ago announced its maiden resource after eighteen months of drilling, you know, I think we we could be doing the shareholders a disservice if we don't continue with another let's say 120,000 meters as planned this year to keep growing the district because you don't want to wrap economics and a mine plan around something when each of the 13 wireframes are open for expansion. It's not the right way to do things. It's not how, um, you know, a skilled producer would do it. And it's not how we're doing that because we, we, you know, we, our background is, you know, from the team um, production level districts with companies like Pan American, Agnico, Capstone in Mexico. So we're doing things the right way. We're not going to shortcut into production. 
Um, but there's just so much more to explore just around the area that we have, um, you know, right here. So that's very important. So, so where's that kind of vibe come from? Because again, like lots of questions sent in about it. I mean, there's an ex you're right. There's an expectation, and obviously, varying degrees of experience and, and and thoughts about how long that could take. And, and you've answered that to a degree. But where, what what stimulated that line of thinking? As you say, you've only just put out a main resource. Well, you know, that, I think it comes from the fact that we're in a I think it comes from a fact that we're in a um, you know a past producing district, and as part of the acquisition of the district, we did receive a um, you know a milling facility there, El Coco. So I think the expectation is that we would you know take that um, small scale operation and and basically bootstrap ourselves into production on a small scale. Now that was you know something that had quite a lot of potential when we were looking at you know 20, 30 million ounces in a resource, 60 million ounces in a resource. But um, for the company to come out with a, um, you know, 100 million plus resource in 18 months of drilling, you know, it's clear that that's, you know, not the scope and not the scale of this district. And, you know, when you, when you have a, you know, a, a discovery like this, when you have something so big with so much potential, you really can't shortchange yourself by just, you know, doing small scale production. This truly is a multi-generational resource property. Um, you know, I've never seen anything like this. Craig's never seen anything like this. And, um, you know, for us to to kind of, you know, tap out early and and not create value here is just, it's not the right thing to do. And, and we come at that not not by being, you know, managers of the company, by being shareholders first. Okay, so th think big, not small, don't get distracted. Um, can I talk about, you've got some warrants coming up. You'd hope they'd be exercised. Wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, so so we do have warrants in the money. Um, believe the strike on the uh, the first tranche is um, two dollars and thirty eight cents. Now that price has been adjusted because of our Visa Copper spin out. So the you know the proportionate value of those shares brought that price down from two forty. So it's just under two forty. Um, those are in the money right now, and they should bring I believe over thirty million dollars into the uh, into the till here for us. You know, I, I think that at that point gives us multiple years of runway at this, um, you know, very aggressive exploration path. But at the end of the year, we have, um, you know, the tradable warrants that are listed right now. Um, those expire in December of 2022. That should bring another 60 million or so into the bank. So there is a scenario in which Visa ends the year after having drilled you know, incredible amount of holes here with over $100 million in the bank. Right. Okay. Okay. That's very, very, very comforting um, for you, uh, I suspect. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to say, what, what are you inclined to do here? We, we've talked about, we've sort of discounted maybe some small distractions work, which could be distracting and saying the drill bit has so far delivered the value to, to shareholders. You're funded for this year, 120,000 meters. You may end the year with another 100 million bucks. Um, your inclination is is what to to basically open up these um, these what are these 13 wireframes you're calling them, the district basically. Is that is that the kind of is that the kind of model that you believe in, and you think that would be the right way to you know ex express the scale of the opportunity ahead of you? Yeah, absolutely, and and obviously we would budget some money there to to you know move into. Uh, what would probably be underground development at uh, Napoleon there, as I said, not only for uh, pre-production planning or something like that, but also for exploration. You could find many structures by by going underground. So it's not like we'd, we'd sit on that cache and just go plink some holes into this uh, the structure here. 
We continue to be a very aggressive explorer, but at the same time, leverage that cash position to enter into production and then be a non-dilutive explorer through production. Now, what I love to point out here in Mexico is the capital intensity or the CapEx, you know, quantum that we'd be looking at for a mill. You, know, you can go and look at Silvercrest's uh, build there in order to, uh, to understand kind of what that cost in Mexico, because it would be a comparable um, processing facility. So we're not talking about, you know, a, a gigantic copper mine in Chile with a $3 billion price tag to build it. We're talking about a couple hundred million, um, you know, in terms of uh, CapEx here from what I've seen in, in comparable companies in Mexico. You know, that would be something that create, would basically make Visa a very large scale producer of silver and gold in Mexico on a district scale. And if you can imagine something that's so big in such a large district like this, you know, producing a huge amount of silver, I mean, that's worth multiple times the market cap right now. Right. And I also want to knock another sort of um, line of question that sort of came in um, on the head, which was um, given the amount of money um, that you, you've got and, and, and to be available potentially, uh, M&A always comes up when you've, people have got money, but you're, you're trying to expand this uh, district that you've consolidated. Are you going to be distracted by M&A? And don't give me the line that uh, we, we, all options are on the table. We, we, what's, what, again, no. what's the thinking? Well, I, you know, I guess I, I also need to talk about, you know, we're in a situation right now where Visa is finding silver at $23 an ounce, um, you know, US. So that's, a, that's an insane number to go and find an ounce for 23 cents. As I said, $23, sorry, 23 cents an ounce. Um, you know, so for us to, first of all, you know, look at other M&A options, i.e. acquiring something else that has to have a better return uh, than exploration there for us, or, you know, that that doesn't seem like an option because I don't know of any projects that uh, really compare to Visla right now. So that's not something that we're looking at. Now, um, you know, we don't believe that we've met fair valuation here for what we have, and we're certainly not looking to, um, to sell early here. And, you know, what I'd love to see is that we create a, a very large scale producer here and, um, you know, reap the benefits of that. Um, you know, not to say that we're, you know, we're against doing value creative transit transactions, you know, we're shareholders and, and, and that's important. But, you know, we want to optimize the value for, for the company. Okay. Okay. And then, um, You've gone into the States, so they, um, you listed on the NICE. What, what, what are you hoping that does for you? It's obviously a big silver market. Well, yeah, it's been quite interesting. So we, we did list, list on the NICE American in, in, in uh, January. And, uh, you know, it's been quite interesting to follow the volumes because sometimes that, that U.S. volume exceeds um, the Canadian. And so the, eyes, the, the goal is to bring more eyes on the company, basically remove all barriers for people to buy the shares, and, uh, and expose uh, Visa to a you know, much larger market, which is the US market. Um, what you'll see, you know, companies like Meg Silver and Silvercrest and others that are listed in the States, you know, that becomes the primary um, volume for them. The United States, um, you know, ticker becomes the, the, the primary traded, traded entity there. So um, that's our goal. And uh, we'd like to become, you know, a very liquid uh, household name for silver uh, in, in, um, in the United States. Well, it's the place to be for sure. Um, look, I know you have been on the road for three months and you're desperate to jump on a plane back home. So I appreciate <laughs> you making time uh, in the middle, in the, in, at the end of the road, as it were, uh, to talk to us. Looks like we'll be seeing a lot of you, lots of drill results um, and and uh, lots of updates, I hope, uh, with, with that drill program of yours. Appreciate your time today, Michael, and uh, congrats so far. Well, thank you very much, Matt. I appreciate that. And it's, uh, it's always a pleasure to sit down with you and uh, want to say thank you to, to our shareholders as well, too. We, we appreciate um, everybody there. So thank you.